I'm, I'm <laughs> and I just I'm killed connected. the podcast. I just I killed the podcast. This. Everybody left. <laughs> and just this once. Everybody leaves. <laughs> From the creators of the video game podcast, Fanicom Dojo. They still make that? And the enthusiastic support of the Nerd and Tie Network. Yeah, do whatever you want. Comes a podcast about the single most important question in human history. What is the meaning of life? Can God create a rock so big even pumpkin man cannot How lift can it? How can I find fulfillment? Do we have what happens real? after you Does die? Does this look infected to you? Is there you? such a thing as karma or fate? What is true? Have you guys seen my keys? What should I be watching on TV? Every episode of Two Boobs Watch the Tube, Vink and his best bra, Sean Orange, take a shallow dive into a current or retro TV show. Will they love it? I guess. Will they hate it? No one. Will they fight about it? No one cares. Did Sean even watch it? No. Is Vink still listening as Sean talks about Transformers? Definitely not. These questions and more will be answered on Two Boobs Watch the Tube. Wow. Look at all these. Well, and, and who might you be? Who, me? <laughs> yeah. I am Miles Reed Lobato from the uh, Nerd and Tie sister show Casual Trek. We're Ooh. an X Men fan and a, a fan of Blake Seven. Try and watch every single episode of Star Trek and put it in a big ranking list because since it's our, you know, BC tier fandom, we're the yeah. most objectively <laughs> capable and qualified to rank everything. All Citation right. Everybody. Needed. Yeah. So, uh, so Sean, this is our this is our first total recall episode. Yes, you'll get there. You'll get there. Why? Okay. Because today there are three boobs. <laughs> oh. Katastamaz. <laughs> and see the party, Victor. And because a lot of what we're going to talk about is 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 me recalling things that I haven't watched in many many years, so and some that I watched last week. So I'm I'm excited. Oh. Actually, just before this podcast, I just watched Robot. Actually, oh, that's that's, that's, a, that's a fun one. That yeah. is that you know that that robot still looks looks awesome and i mean and, and and i mean that it's it's a really nice looking costume of course it's a, co- a costume and some of the green screen stuff is the, hilarious the robot, the robot looks yeah. great the yeah. tank they bring out at one point to shoot the robot <laughs> less so. mm. oh man mm. but that's not what we're talking about today we're not no. talking about we're not talking we're not talking about we're not talking about good doctor who we're talking about new doctor who oh Ouch. Maybe before just... we get it there, <laughs> we should talk about uh, Vink. What do you watch? Really, really watch? <laughs> it's okay. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to rile up Miles here. So. No. So let's. Just Miles. Uh, what, 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 yeah, just, yeah. And no, no, I mean, any, I hear controversy leads to more subscribers. So, so. I work All in right. customer service. I'm the least capable to rile. Oh well, we'll. I'll, I'll set it as a goal. What? Tell me what. Tell me what you watch. What you really, really watch. What have I been watching lately? I mean, a lot of Doctor Who, to tell you the truth, because because I'm I'm revisiting it because now my daughter's into it. Oh, 
And uh, yeah, that's you can blame me for that. That's 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 I a know. legitimate thing. She's she wouldn't have discovered it on her own <laughs> in Japan. You know, <laughs> like it's it's not going to happen. But um, so I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, what else? Bit of Gravity Falls. Um, gosh, not much else. Not much else since last time we talked. Uh, oh, oh uh, Mythic Quest. On, uh, on Apple TV, I've been follow keeping up to uh, keeping up to date with that. How, 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 how about you, Sean? Tell me what you watch, what you really, really watch. Ah, uh, surprisingly, not a whole lot. I mean, I mean, the the reason we're doing this episode is because of, of yeah. some off the the comment, <laughs> uh, off the cuff comments you made about about I a show. Care. So I. <laughs> So I, I, I dove back into Doctor Who also, <laughs> but since then, like, I've been watching Willow, so I think there are five episodes out now. Okay. Uh, since we last recorded, I mean, total. Um, yeah. And uh, Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy is just about wrapped up uh, for the season, finally, after 20 episodes. So that, that should be airing, actually, the day we record this, so... We'll right. see if it sticks the landing or not. Um, which, uh, which one? Which one is that? Is that a new live action? Is that a new? That it's is a CG uh, kids show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. It's on. It's on Nickelodeon. Uh, now, has, you know, I used to watch Star Trek: The Animated Series on Nickelodeon back in the eighties. <laughs> oh boy, that was sure a different time. You know, you know that that episode about the giant Spock. Like, I remember that pretty <laughs> clearly from when I was a kid. And then I'm like, it's one of those things where you think to yourself, though, no, that can't possibly have been real. And then you go back and you watch it and you go, oh yes. Uh, and it was even dumber than I remembered, but also better, but also dumber. Yep. Because they just I call saw, him, like, Spock yep. 2, I believe. Of course they do. I saw Tribbles in the animated series before I ever saw the actual episode. Same. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, yep. TAS was my first dive into Star Trek. In all its two frames per minute animated glory. <laughs> <laughs> that's also that's also where you learn that Filmation, the same outfit that He-Man uh, yep. did did the animated series and a lot of things start to make more sense but any anyhow well, uh, the world started to make more sense anyway I don't know about that uh miles what have you been watching um my wife and i have been watching season two of only murders in the building which <gasps> is hilarious and the second season is just as funny as the first i was worried that after the first season they wouldn't be able to kind of you know maintain the momentum but it's going really interesting places. It's really diving into the characters. And of course it's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. It's hilarious. I've also slowly been working my way through the first season of MASH. I discovered MASH this year. Oh. And you, I had, wait, 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 wait. You, you disco- rediscovered, right? No, I, the fir- I've, I saw the original film years ago. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. saw like the TV show until the year of our COVID 2022. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's really good. It's like I, it, it's. I mean, I grew up watching Mash, and I'm probably a lot of a lot of kids because this is my parents' favorite show. Yeah. So there was reruns every night, and I watched it as a little kid. I got some of the slapstick ones. As an older kid, I got more of the you know, and like there, there's and now I you know the 
the act, the mixture of drama yeah. and comedy. Yeah. It's just it's it's got so many levels. Yeah. Oh, they're uh, hoping for my British accent. I didn't. I didn't say anything. <laughs> who who did that? Go on, Roy. <laughs> ten out of ten. No complaints. Better Perfect. than Johnny Depp. In, Perfect. Better than Johnny Depp in From Hell. Wow. My. I mean, I'm really trying to get my British accent up to the level of uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, but I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that aspiring goal. <laughs> don't worry. After ten years in the states, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> Christ O'Reilly all the lads on the street know Mary Poppins <laughs> I, we might be getting a little off track I'm not, I'm not sure oh no we, we, we're not off track because we haven't even we haven't even approached the track yet we, oh. we're still on the loading platform oh no <laughs> alright what what show are we talking about today, was it? I distracted myself from some very hurtful things somebody said. <laughs> um, we are talking about... We are talking about... Uh, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? The 27th season? The first season? The what? Uh, there's 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 debate here. Like, what are we what are we going to call How about the 2005 season? I, I always call it modern who at this point, because it's been... God knows how yeah. many years. It stopped being new. It's now just there's classic who, and then there's modern who. In my right. okay, right, all right. It's it's kind of like how Voyager is part of old Trek. That doesn't I know. feel right. I know. No. Right? Yeah. So uh, we've <clears throat> we've we've debated before how we're gonna, we're going to do Doctor Who on the show because it sometimes doesn't make sense to do it just one season at a time. No. Uh, because there's just so much of it. But there's fortunately it. for us, spoilers, this particular actor only had one series. Well, now who's going to watch this episode? <laughs> but he's not the shortest run either, so there's that. That's that's true. That, well, okay. It depends on how you, oh, on how you consider oh it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Paul McGann actually had the longest run of any actor playing the Doctor. Fine. Nine years. We'll get there. Okay. One anyway. one, one episode in nine years. <laughs> okay. Okay. One one televised episode in nine that years. That sounds like every yeah. American joke about the length of British television. It sure does. does. And we does helped does. contribute to it. Thanks, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg was was connected to it in the same way that like I I I, I don't have an adequate example there, but like <laughs> Emblem was connected with it for a while, you know, but right. it's 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 Philip Seagal who's really to blame. <laughs> Paul McGann was a great doctor, though. Paul McGann was a great doctor. Just he was in a universe of garbage. <laughs> so, oh no! All right, you know, we well, can, yeah, it's well shot garbage. It looks great. Oh yeah, but, like it's some fantastic. Like it's the first time in Doctor Who that you know they've tried to do things with the camera beyond yep. okay. Um, the stage yes. is that way. If you can remember your lines on camera, that that's good. That's good for us. Pubs close in ten minutes. Go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. Oh, you, you missed you, a couple lines there, but eh, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out in post. Yeah. You you said well shot. I thought you were about to make a Cardiff joke. The way you were. Never mind. No. All it right. Was well, no, the new seasons was well shot. So yes, it was, that's it what was well I, shot. It was well shot, boyo. 
Can I? Should I? Should I summarize the the first season, or should we let Should we let Miles do let's, it? Let's I, let I, Miles do it. All right. All right. Go let's ahead. Let Miles do it. Okay. So are these these two school teachers in Chesterton and Barbara Wright, <laughs> and they're very you got, concerned. You got two minutes. Good luck. <laughs> and they're very concerned about their their student Susan Foreman. So they follow her to a graveyard, not a graveyard. Um, a junkyard in the junkyard they find mm. a telephone box mm. and the telephone box is actually a spaceship which is bigger on the inside and the, than it is on the outside and Spoiler. there's a strange kooky figure called the doctor then 30 years like 30 or so years later <laughs> they have to bring the show back again so we ne- forget all that stuff i've just said yeah we meet this young modern girl called rose tyler and one evening at her at her store she is attacked by killer shop window dummies and saved by a strange North, uh, North, Northman mm. in a leather coat who calls himself the Doctor who promptly blows up her job. After some scrapes involving more of the killer shop window dummies, she discovers that he's an alien who's 900 years old and a Time Lord. Where from? He won't say. Are there anyone <sighs> more like him? He won't say. <laughs> Some crap went down. And so, right. the, you know, Rose ditches her boyfriend and her mum and goes on adventures with the Doctor. And it's great. It's fun. There are some farting aliens for some reason. Yes. Downing Street <laughs> blows up. Brilliant! Love this! And then we meet an alien called a Dalek, which is a big, giant, metal pepper pot of death. So it turns out that there was a big time war between the Daleks and the Doctor's race, the Time Lords. And the Doctor is the only one who survived by blowing a lot of, by blowing up everybody. And the Doctor's very damaged about this. More adventures continue. The Doctor starts to kind of emotionally heal. They meet a time-traveling demisexual from the 52nd century called Jack, Captain Jack Harkness. And Vink is drinking an A.W. soda. And they have more adventures. The Doctor (laughs) heals emotionally more. Meanwhile, Mm. they've noticed that these words, bad wolf, are following them from time and space. Why is that? We're going to find out. They end up on a space station in the far, 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 far future, which has murdery versions of modern British quiz shows and reality TV. You get it? Reality TV is murder. This is actually a plan by a surviving batch of Daleks who are genocidal xenophobes to take human DNA to build a new army of Daleks, rendering them even more insane than usual. The Doctor sends Rose back while he and to present day while he and Jack make a last ditch effort to defeat the Daleks. Rose, having convinced her boyfriend and her mum that the Doctor is a good guy, and that the the ideals he stands in the fight for are worth standing and fighting for. And they help her do some jiggery-pokery with a TARDIS, which (laughs) they won't do again for obvious reasons, giving Rose time powers, thus making her a self-fulfilling paradox because she is the bad wolf. Rose destroys the Daleks, all of them, but she's going to die because no human should absorb that much energy. The Doctor kisses her, drawing the energy out of her, thus the culmination of some unresolved yeah. sexual tension, which will get <laughs> yeah. worse in a next season. <laughs> but doing this gives the Doctor emotional catharsis, mm-hmm. but will kill him. And the Doctor 
regenerates into a much taller, lankier Scottish person, but not really. And to everyone's surprise, oh no, Doctor Who? Ooh. All right. No, it's longer than two. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Doctor Who, we love you. <laughs> no. Um, what? No, that was that, no. I mean that. That, that was nice well, and concise. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> that, that was. And the show never makes time. as much sense ever again. And, and the doctor's emotional catharsis goes away forever. Yeah. The doctor has never ever comes to terms with the time war ever again. <laughs> so. The, what what prompted what prompted this episode was we were in another episode. What were we talking about? What show were we talking about? It was it was during Cobra Kai for some reason. Because why not? <laughs> of course, of course it was. Well, because I can't, I cannot stay on track. I just cannot. But I said it was during the tell me what you watch, what yeah. you really really watch part. And I said I said I've been starting to watch uh, the the first season of uh, the newer Doctor Who. Or whatever, and you went ooh, and I went, and it's so bad. <laughs> and I went, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> so and then here we like, are. And, and then you're like, I need miles. <laughs> so, yeah, I need backup. But, 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 like, okay, now, uh, of course, that was that was because I'm a I'm a shocking person, and I want it's not it's not bad, but like you... there are so many bad parts of it that I yeah. that. That I think I forgave a lot more when I was so starved for Doctor Who because I'm a fan of the original series and I was so excited for it to come back, and there was a lot of things that I think I overlooked. But watching again, um, yeah. But at that point, I'd only been I'd only been up to Aliens of London for for episodes when, mm. when we were when we were watching through, and I just got through a lot of farting aliens, and and you know that that leaves a bad taste in one's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I should okay, really I, rephrase that. I need to have a, ta- a quick tangent concerning farting aliens. Yes. Go ahead. Go when ahead. I lived back home in Brighton, England, we used to ho- the hotel where I worked at used to host the Labour Party convention, um, <laughs> and it was two. It was a convention for either 2005 or 2006. As they were breaking it down, and like they have like the big convention halls and the big screens where they showed the live streams. After breaking everything down, someone just evidently thought, we give no crap about what we're showing. And they started playing the Aliens of London and World War Three episodes during the Labour Party conference, where this is, of course, the story where, you know, Tony Blair, the Labour Prime Minister, is killed and replaced by a bunch of farting aliens. Someone yeah. hated their job there that day more than me. On the other hand, that, I had a great day. I got to watch Doctor Who and pretend to work. Well, there you go. There you go. There's I, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of important context here, right? Okay. Like like this show when it came back, Miles wasn't kidding. It was like it was like 32 years because it it premiered in six. No, so longer. Oh, longer. Than that. 42 years. Than that. 42 yeah, years. Yeah, the show was 63. It ended in 89. Yep. Yeah. And then we have the TV movie in 96. A lot of books and audio plays in in the interim. And I then, read so many of those. <laughs> I was too young for the. I was too young for the books because, like the the post eighty nine ones, the Virgin New yeah. Adventures. 
I was too young for those books, and those books are very much more like a, a teen, was... a, a, like a teen, young, like oh, early twenty-something no, no, audience. No, no. A I, yeah, I was months. too. I was too young for those. <laughs> I started reading them when I was fourteen, and I learned a lot about the world. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. it was a you know? all the book called Transit in my primary school classroom, and this is like when I was eight, and that's a book oh, where someone. God mentions having the taste of yep 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 sound again i learned i learned i learned i learned i learned a lot i learned a lot i learned a lot i i learned yeah i what did i learn from that series i learned about fluid sexuality which is which like that should be something you learn from doctor who um that'll come up again (laughs) not gonna learn in the star wars novels coming out at the same the same time which i was reading far too much of as a kid but anyway yeah um, i was so i was going to say (laughs) it had been a while since we'd seen any new doctor who at all and more importantly you know, while there was a fan base in the States, yeah. there was basically no way to watch it. No way to watch it yeah. if you weren't on, on the BBC and, you know. Yeah. So uh, there was a lot riding on this being good so that, A, we could see it legitimately. And, B, there would be more than just 13 episodes of it after yeah. see, essentially decades off the air. I, yeah. I do have to give kind of some kind of context because the last time the BBC had done anything kind of science fiction related, which got an audience, was the latter two seasons of Red Dwarf in like the mid to late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, B, uh, like British TV and like science fiction genre doesn't really kind of, has never really kind of mixed because of all the jokes. Because mm. of all the yeah. jokes of low budget, like, like, see, like cardboard yeah, walls, bottle, you know. So, for the longest time, the only genre shows would get would be all the US, all the very glossy U.S. imports, which are yeah. much cheaper to. So you've got your Star Treks, your Buffies, yeah. and I think that Buffy influence is what they really pushed I into see. the new show. You're I absolutely see. right. Uh, Ru- Russell, Ru- Russell T. Davis even mentioned that in some of the early interviews that he was influenced by that kind of. He wanted it not, you know, to be kind of that episodic with like overarching things yeah. like there, but like kind of slick and cool. And and uh, yeah. just regular, you know, like the regular audiences, and for better worse, it paid off. Yeah, I mean, okay, for for one thing, like like I, I mean, Sean, Sean knows this. I, I I I have a lot of I have I have strong critiques of Russell T Davis. But like, I remember the, like, I remember yeah. the No Brand Forum. Um, don't worry. I also <laughs> remember no strong critiques. But like, you, you I mean, gotta, gotta give the guy props. Like, I don't know if anyone else could have actually brought the show back. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think that's true. Like, like, I don't know if I necessarily liked all the decisions he made, which is weird because I read his books because he, he was an author of new adventures novels too. And I thought he was mm. one of the, the stronger writers or whatever. And like he would, he put Dr. Who references in, in a lot of his other works. Uh, uh, he, one of the characters was a huge Dr. Who fan in queer as folk and things like that. So like, <laughs> like, like it, you know, he, he, he was, a, he was a legit fan. He wasn't yeah. just someone 
Deku like, let's let's burn everything down. I mean, he wanted it to be an actual continuation. And through his episodes, he made sure to reference previous doctors, things like that. And I I I, I appreciated that, but I just don't like how much pop culture he put into it some just kind of flash i i, I don't know can, can we go let's go episode by episode let, let's do that all right all right rose steaming garbage wow <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can you be more specific <laughs> okay i it's just i I think I think it's all over the place. I think it's not exactly mm. sure what it wants to be, and I, I know they've got to do that because they're they're bringing in a series that's been dormant for, you know, more than a decade. And but like the music, the the the, the filming, the I mean, the autons I, is what you're going to bring the show back with, you know? I, what's an auton, Vink? <laughs> the living plastic, the, you the know? Constru- no, no, technically, the living yeah. plastic is the Nestian consciousness. The Nestian it just, consciousness. It just yeah, operates yeah. through the autons. I yeah. I think this is a problem with the earlier episodes, like that yeah. and the like. I think the director was shooting it much more like a CBBC kid show, That's and right. it's very yeah. noticeable that he's never on the show. He never works for show again. Yeah, uh... and I admittedly. When I first watched Rose, okay, I'll be honest. When it started and the, you know, the opening credits, I yeah. admit, I cried because yeah. Doctor Who was back. Yeah, it was yeah. actually happening. Oh yeah, and like I, I admit, first time round, I wasn't yeah. getting it. Like, yeah, it took me a long time. It felt too jokey. It felt like Eccleston was playing it too jokey. Yeah. And it's only when at the end, when he is talking to the to the Nestine. Yeah. And he shout he shouts, I am talking, and then everything goes silent. Yep. That was the moment where I was like, he's the doctor. I invoke the That's shadow proclamation or yeah. something, something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he he gets it. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing about Eccleston in general. It's like some moments he's like so good. And some moments it's it's just like I just like I'm not sure if they knew the direction. Like like the first episode I'm willing to forgive because every doctor has that whole regeneration sickness or whatever g- going on. But for, for one thing, I, I don't know. It, it was like, it seemed like he regenerated very, very recently. Cause he's like checking the mirror and he's like, Oh, yeah. look, the ears turned out pretty good. But like it, as the show goes on, they kind of forgot about that. They're like, no, he's been this doctor for a long time. There was a war, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It was just, he was just too some like too manic, but not in a Tom Baker way. I, <laughs> I think the, like the manicness is him kind of putting on an affectation. I always kind of see the Eccleston character at, as as a season being yeah. how the Doctor got his groove back. That he has to be mm. this kind of very damaged, traumatized individual, so he can regenerate into a damaged, traumatized individual who is who can be more like the doctor. Like he's still trying to learn who he is again. And so a lot of yeah. that kind of openly goofiness kind of feels like he's kind of, he's forcing it. It's like and a you, coping mechanism. Yeah. And then you get like the late, like the later half of the season where he does feel more relaxed and more like himself than he was. But of course that could just be nerd brain. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, weird acting choices. 
I mean, oh, you can totally retcon that back now. I mean, because now that you know about things like the War Doctor or whatever, it's it's easy to go, okay, after yeah. that, yeah. he became this. But, like, at the time, it clearly at wasn't. You know? But, right. okay, okay, anyway, Rose is weird. You've got, you've got Mickey turning into a giant plastic thing. You've got the, bur- you've got the burping garbage can. The, the, the one thing that I think worked really well was the, was, was, it was poking fun at the Doctor Who fans because they've got the guy who's like the conspiracy theorist oh, sure. who's been tracking the Doctor. I thought that, I thought that was a funny, a funny scene. Of course, since he was a nice character who I liked, they killed him off five minutes later, but you know, that's, um, yeah. Introducing, you know, at the time, I thought Rose's, um, mother was annoying. But upon rewatching it right now, I quite like her as a character. It's, it's yeah. weird. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got, we're maybe her I'm, age now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, and then I found out she was the girl from King Ralph, which is an underrated <laughs> movie. Yeah, she is. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Wow. Under, well, you know what? It might not be an underrated movie. I haven't off, watched it. Since off to I was watch young. King Ralph. Off to watch King Ralph, but but anyway, so I mean Rose, yeah, it, I it it was it's it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a of a, a strange one to bring it back with I, yeah. I I do, but like, and it's yeah it's it's kind of it doesn't seem particularly threatening, but it it also it's also another episode that like resolved itself really quickly. It's like Rose swings right. on a rope. They drop something in, and the big bad is destroyed because sure, because because forty five minutes has passed. Because it's the, it's the plot contrivance to get the characters together and it's that just yeah. build all your establishing stuff. And I think that's one of the biggest problems I have with new Doctor Who actually is because there's a lot of really interesting concepts that don't have the time to flesh themselves out. Forty five minute format, I just you know that that makes it. As short as the shortest serials for Doctor Who, like uh, Black Orchid or something that's a, like that's that. A like, yeah, that's a two-parter, two like twenty-five minute episodes. So, but take the credits away, and it's it's about it's about forty-five minutes, you know. But like some of the some of the ideas are so interesting that by the time they actually get running with it, it's time to end it. Right, and yeah. And, and you never can like like let's move on to end of the world. End of the world is such an interesting concept, and there's so many new aliens and so many things introduced. And they're introduced and it's like here's things, here's things, here's things. Let's kill things. Things dead, 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 dead. Oh, let's have a moment where we we meet a minor character who is a plumber. Oh, what a neat character. Okay, dead. You know, like there's no there because things are moving so fast it's hard to get attached to anything that's actually going on i don't know and, that's not that's not unfair that's I, not unfair at all yeah that's one of the things uh, I, I love about the art like the rtd yeah. era is that he's really good at giving you like these very like small side characters yeah making you care about them and then melting them <laughs> yeah pretty much and i but one thing about the end of the world is at the time I was, I thought that some of the humor was, was, I, I was, I was a little worried even at the time, this is, this is not going to age well. Like the joke about the jukebox being an iPod, but I real but then my, my daughter, she came in and she's like, is that really called an iPod? 
And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you've it. never, you've never seen an iPod, and you've never seen a jukebox. You don't know yep. either of those things. Like, you have no point of reference for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's, it's like, been 17 years now for those who are keeping track at home since that episode yeah, aired. They played a they played a Britney Spears song in that one and labeled it as classical music, which I think is still funny. I think that's still funny. Yeah. But like, but like, okay, let let's. Let's remember what was the what was the how the, how end of the world was resolved. It was resolved because there's a room that has spinning blades for some reason, with a control panel at the other end of the spinning blades for some reason, and it's a and it's the it's a growing heat, and you've decided as your companion to have someone made of wood. <laughs> it's, like... it's, it's it's Doctor Who. Doctor Who operates. I know, um, I know, I know. Cliffhanger serial logic. I, I, that was one of the I, I rewatched like a couple of weeks. Like when, when yeah. Sean basically said, <laughs> "I need you to browbeat Vink into thinking my opinions are valid." There was subtext. <laughs> there was subtext in this one. I, I started rewatching it with with yeah. Rand and my wife. Like yeah. honestly, the first time I watched the new, sh- the first season, yeah, because when it came, when it first aired. I may have watched it three or four times yeah, yeah, in that yeah, year alone. Right. To the point the last time I watched it was Christmas two thousand and five when I showed it to Rihanna the first time because yeah. I couldn't I was this is my shame. When I wanted to introduce to her the Doctor Who, it was like, okay, what does Eau Claire Library have? The Reboss operation. No. No. No arc in space. Nope, not doing this. We'll go to the wait for the modern show. That's my shame. Pirate Planet. I was like, no, this looks cheap and tacky. And then yep. Rihanna reminded me it's written by Douglas Adams. Yes, yeah. I love Douglas Adams. You do. I would have dug this. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, that's you know what? That's 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 fine. That's fine. But but anyway, looking back on it, the CG was fairly impressive at the time. It looks pretty bad now. And I think one of the reasons it looks really bad now is because when I watched it before, I watched it on an SD television monitor. And now I'm right. watching it on an HD set. And it was not recorded in HD, the, the no. original shows. And they've tried to up it, but it actually makes the CG look really bad. Like... The, the 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 live action looks okay. It still looks well. It's it's well shot, but but the CG has it. It just looks. It was never intended to be seen clearly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you got to remember, this is two thousand five, and while and while it was sixteen by nine, very yeah, very much uh, yeah. not. Two, but two thousand, but two thousand and five, like it's it's a lot of shows were being filmed in HD back then. At least seven twenty, you know. It's, it's it's 2005, it's the and you got the BBC basically having yeah. to relearn how to make this kind of TV again. Yeah, like, I mean that that's that's true. That's true. But at least they didn't record them on videotape and wipe those videotapes, and then rely on people who have who had telesnaps of the. Okay, anyway, sorry, sorry. Well, and 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 end of the world. I I feel kind of similarly to Miles, right? Like I had to watch that one a lot because it was the one that proved to me the most that like Doctor Who was really bad, right? It had all these crazy aliens. Like I think, I think the, the little musical stinger where poor Ruffalo dies, like I'm like, yes, that sounds like the kind of spooky, 
woo thing that I'm used to. Yay, people are going to love this. Like, I would cling to the littlest, weirdest things because Rose was so hard to watch. It was, and it's really hard to rewatch. But, but like, you, I mean, I almost skipped Rose when I was showing the show to my to my daughter because I'm like, oh, I'm going to show this and she's not going to want to watch anymore, oh, you know. And, but but you, you know what? Though. She liked it. She liked it because she she likes she likes the Billy Piper character a lot. She really does like Rose, whatever. Wonder, but it how, makes no sense. I wonder how Rose flows as a story to someone who this is their first episode of Doctor. Oh. This is their first episode of Doctor Who. Well, the th- and, that's the thing. She she's clinged much more on to Rose than the Doctor, yeah. and and Uh-oh. and that's why and that's and that's why when Christopher Eccleston left, my the first thing, you know she she knew he was going to leave because she 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 heard that, but like, but like the first thing she's like, is Rose still there? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, then it's okay, you know. Like it really was, you know. Oh boy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You you, but the thing is, you always like the like we the were talking or whatever. And she, I, I was, I was showing her robot or whatever. She's like, it's a different Doctor Who logo, and I'm like, oh yeah, you've never seen the diamond logo before. And she's like, I like the one that looks like an eye. And I'm like, the one that looks like. Oh, and she, she's talking yeah, about the nine doctor. Like and I'm like, and I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> I think it looks terrible. The diamond's back. Yep. Yep. Just, just be thankful your daughter didn't glom on to Harry Sullivan as her favorite companion. <laughs> That's a question their taste then. But anyway, now you, you, you're talking, Sean, about the, the end of the world being the episode that felt like Doctor Who to you. I'm yeah. going to say that the next episode, The Unquiet Dead, mm. is the first one that actually felt like Doctor Who to me. You've got you've got Mark Gaddis writing it, who's a huge Doctor Who fan. You know, like he he's he's someone you can you can you can trust with the script or whatever. It's it's got. It's got nice filming. Again, it's a story that like I wish had played out a little more because like meeting Charles Dickens and things like that, it 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 remind and I don't know, the setting, I was getting vibes of like towns of Wang Chang or something like that, you know, like a good Tom Baker story. But but again Yeah, but again it's it's characters that are introduced, immediately killed off, and like and problem solved very quickly. But I mean these early episodes, it was all just like Russell T. Davis was like, I like that person. They're coming back in Torchwood. I like that. You know, on next right. next episode, you've got Dr. Sada. You're in Torchwood. Oh, you're in Torchwood. Everybody's in Torchwood. Look under your chair. You're in Torchwood. You know, it's like... <laughs> but, uh, but like, I, I, I liked it. I liked... I liked the idea of interacting with a famous person, which was kind of a staple of like a lot of the earlier Doctor Who. But uh, Unquiet Dead, I thought, looked really nice. I, I thought, yeah, the whole fish out of water thing was really nice, in, even even more so than the than the modern episode, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I I, I I feel like this is hitting a groove now. And then, <laughs> then Aliens of London and World War Three happened. And I'm like, okay. Now, these episodes aired when I was visiting America for No Brand Con, actually. I I didn't actually watch these episodes until after I came back from from that trip to No Brand because okay. I couldn't down I couldn't download them. I the next episode I made concerted effort to download and watch that 
that that of weekend. Course. But no, watching at least it has time for the for the episode and ideas to develop. Just I guess. Okay, so for those what who haven't seen Aliens, ideas? so if anyone hasn't seen Aliens of London, spaceship crashes into Big Ben because it looks good. It's like it's like Britain's like Independence Day moment. Like we blew up the White House, you guys crashed a spaceship into Big Ben. Turns out there's an alien who's like a pig. Sure. Whole space um, pig. We feel sorry yeah. for him and dead. Space pig, yeah. Oh, he's scared. Oh, he's shot. Okay, done. Um and uh, you know, and then it turns out that there's there there's these these giant slime babies who are called the Slovene, which is not an alien race, but a family name, <laughs> because sure. And they're wearing human skin, which they, which they like to take off frequently, because I think it was, they, they thought, this is a nice-looking special effect. Let's do it 30 times. Because anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Um and then because the costume, the skins don't fit them exactly, they fart frequently. And that's their tell, is because they always fart. And they've killed everyone in British parliament. Like, all the politicians, they, because they, they, they state early on that they are some, like, minor, low-ranking officials. The, the so that low, means <laughs> everyone else is dead. Yeah, they're low-ranking backbenchers who have yeah. just murdered their way to the top. Yeah, up to and including Tony Blair. And I gotta say, like when I first watched that, I didn't realize exactly how dark it was that they have, you know, killed <laughs> everyone. Um, and uh, then there's a she's not a reporter. I keep thinking she's a reporter, but she's she what 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 she, district she, did she? She's support? got that. Yeah. North. Yeah. That's it. And and she introduces herself all the time and she turns out to be not as she 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 has a she has a she has a bad arc and then a redemption arc. But that that's that's for another season. But probably one of the funner characters in this slog of a of a two parter. I don't know, I just there's just so many lines that, that that just make me cringe to this day like like victory shall be celebrated naked or something like that and they, <laughs> but, but why like like trump yeah. has never said that line at, at all in the white house true oh true i i don't know there were some like little bits and pieces um which i i like the joke with the port um when he passes yeah. the port to harriet and harriet goes ports traditionally serve to the right there you go. <laughs> or if you're, or excuse me, would you mind not fasting while I'm trying to save the world? Oh yeah, yeah. Little, little bit of uh, pointless stupid trivia because I noticed because I have no life. Yeah. Um, the I, the unit ID card the doctor is yeah. wearing has John Pertwee's photo on it. Okay. Oh, there's small. Okay. Well, this, yeah. this, 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 this whole yeah. thing, like, you know, there's lots of little tiny bits of subtext and people were just like clamoring for any little hints and like reference to the old series. And, yeah. and I think if I'm remembering this correctly, like the Albion hospital reference is also a Pertree reference. 
Um, and that's also where we get to see Unit again for the first time that they're introduced uh, to the store. They're not very much, much help, but you know, when were they ever? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just watched I just watched Robot, and it's and it's and it's four episodes of Unit of Unit. In the first episode, they learned that you cannot defeat this the giant robot by shooting at it. So they spent four episodes continually shooting at it and driving model tanks in. Um, well, they, they have but, lots of budget for blanks, I guess. Yes, yes. And not much yes. else. It's, 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 it's amazing. But yeah. Um, but but even, even going back to earlier episodes, like right there, uh, apart from the individual stories, which were, you know, a little uneven, inconsistent at times, oh, yeah, like they're, they're, they're laying down the back, the, the backdrop of like, who this character is, and more importantly for people who have seen the show in the last 26 seasons plus time gap, uh, yeah. like, what's happened since then? So, his, the Doctor's people are gone. There was the Time War. Uh, all these aliens they're running into, for the most part, are refugees of that war. So there's, yeah. like, this big, long arc of, like, consequences and ideas being yeah. woven throughout, plus the Bad Wolf references, which... Sure. Miles mentioned in his in his uh, synopsis. So you you hear about Bad Wolf mentioned first by Gwen, not Gwen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, one of the, in the unquiet aliens dead. in End no, of the it, World yep, mentioned it's, goes, it's, "This is a, a, a Bad Wolf situation." Oh, you're right. Rose Ooh, is guy. the Rose is the only episode where Bad Wolf isn't mentioned. You're right. You're right. You're right. But um, but yeah, I mean. The thing is, what what was amazing is like I I watched it again and I still I didn't like it the first time, <laughs> and I I I the these two episodes Aliens of London World War Three I watched them when they first came out and unlike the other two episodes which I rewatched several times I couldn't make myself watch it again until sixteen years later when I watched right. it with it, my daughter it did, it did take that long and I still hated it but right. you know what it was very interesting because my kids really liked it like. Because for them, they're like, oh, the aliens fart. You know, it was like, <laughs> like, like, like it was manna from heaven for them. Like, they, they you know, because it was, it was scary enough that they, that, that my, that the younger, the, you know, my, uh, my middle daughter kind of covered her eyes for it. Like it was scary enough, but it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't a horror movie. You know, it wasn't, yeah, right. it was. And like I was Unlike like the oh next my... series, <sighs> and I'm like, oh my god, I've been taking a children's series too seriously. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like because because I'm like, this is this is the brilliance of Russell T. Davis, though. Like, you know, I, there there was enough for us to keep watching. Obviously, we kept yeah. watching, but like it brought in this whole new generation that might that might not have watched it at all if if Doctor Who had been stuck up its own bottom. You know, <laughs> you know, it's arse. yeah. Um, but but anyway, this is leading into the to, to uh, uh, what I what I would consider one of the best episodes of the season, and that's that's Dalek. Yeah, right. And I cannot think of a better way to introduce my my kids to Dal to Daleks as as an actual threat because you you watch some of the classic ones and you're like. They aren't going to be scary or whatever. And what was what was wonderful? What was wonderful was my my daughter had th the same revelation that we all did when we were kids. She's like, just go up the stairs. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? But nope. but they they resolve that in the episode. 
in such a great way. I mean, they didn't, they did in the seventh doctor era. They didn't remembrance of the dogs, but even then he took like three episodes to go up the stairs. So, right. It's true. You know, like it was like, very slow. So, so just this, this idea or whatever of one Dalek becoming, being this much of a threat and also being a little bit sympathetic added a complexity that like, I I'd say that Dalek is one of my favorite episodes one of my favorite Dalek episodes. I mean, probably Genesis of the Daleks is still, you know, but like it was a good Dalek episode. I, I would have to say for like my favorite classics are Evil and Power, the two Troughton yeah. stories, because they, they do stuff. I like the Daleks, but the Daleks get put too much into being the shooty bang bang monster. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you have stories like Dalek, which does play on it. it it's funny because did, did your daughters feel sorry for the Dalek? Yeah, yeah. Because they that did. was the same with with Rihanna, and I'm like, nah, it's a Dalek. No, no, right. kill it, kill it now. I've seen well, exactly. Sh- yeah, and 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 that's the thing because for for her, that's her first experience with the Dalek, and she thought the Doctor was quite cruel because she's like the doc. You know, Rose oh. Rose represents what my daughter was thinking. She's like, this is an alien who says, "Help me," who says, "I'm in need." And Rose is sympathetic to them, but us Doctor Who fans are Christopher Eccleston. No, yeah. going no, no, kill it with Ec- fire. Eccleston is yeah. great. He's a, he is great in this episode. Wonderful. Like he, it, it's just this is this is his a you know this is his a game. I feel he hits his stride from here on mm. for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. As for yeah, I, I don't know if the show hits its stride, but no, he I does. mean like the, I know, the character. I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The no, this really really cements it. Uh, it's 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 a. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good episode. It's got some it's got some lines in a river. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, get me a new president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want a Democrat or Republican? Uh, let's go with Democrat. Why? Because they're, they're so funny. funny. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's very you know, it's it's. Whatever. And like, you know, I'm watching that episode, and I guess he was supposed the, the that guy was supposed to be inspired by like a Bill Gates type character, but it's it's definitely Elon Musk before Elon Musk was Elon right. Musk. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> it's very very interesting. Um, but yeah, Dalek, amazing how they made Daleks threatening again because mm. they'd become so camp. You know, they'd become so camp that like. I was just like, what? Are, what are they going to do? And unfortunately, they kind of got camp again, you know, late later yeah. on. But it, it's they're not as camp as they were before the show came back when they were yeah. starring in Kit Kat commercials. Yeah. Ooh. But, <sighs> but anyway, um, but then anyway, Dalek is back. Great episode. What did you think of Dalek, Sean? Well, I, I would I, I would hope at this point like uh, it's it, it's kind of obvious what what uh, Davis was doing. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, introspection and retrospection about Doctor Who uh, in in general. Some deconstruction going on, and, and really they've been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but like, if if you weren't aware that they were doing it, and you were just looking at the surface level detail, like I feel like I was the first time I watched it seventeen years ago. 
um, like this, this, this puts it into stark contrast for you. So like keeping that in mind and watching it all over again from the beginning, like yeah. they're doing it the whole time. They're peppering those those little moments throughout every episode, even even the ones that I don't like very much. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 like for 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 the rest of this series, like they're they're able to do kind of Doctor Who fan fiction, but also be the writers at the same time and like bring the whole thing forward, which yeah. feels like a necessary thing to make it survive uh, these these next iterations. Because without that, I don't think they they probably would have run into the same mistakes and and not made it something new uh so so it's hard to be too hard on him for his typical rtd-ness because he saved it russell t davis did not write this episode no 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 he didn't write it but (laughs) i know i know i know i know the 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 whole like the whole like the whole approach the whole verve like you know making making rose like the the character insert or the the audience insert character um to like give it the right perspective so that it can survive the actor changing by the end of it um because the, the thing is like th- i think with this with the first season there is very much a we have to get this right because yeah. it's either going to take off and you know doctor who will will be fantastic or it's going to be one of the biggest bombs in television and destroy everyone's careers and Doctor Who will never come back. Well, was, wasn't it like Peter Grade was still trying to get it to Michael Grade. Off? It was, sorry, Michael Grade said, not Pete, sorry. Thinking, but yeah, Michael Grade was still trying to get it taken off because, I don't know, residual, residual hatred of it from the, the 80s, I don't know. But but yeah, it, it almost it almost didn't happen again or whatever. And so it had to have spectacular ratings yeah. to, keep it, to keep it going. So, so just just like just like, just like yeah. think of the began movie, right? Like, sure. like like everything that they did wrong, it's like they learned from all of it. It looks yeah. gorgeous still, right? They oh, have yeah. the budget now. Um, best looking TARDIS, right? Wait, best the began TARDIS or the new TARDIS for modern who? Paul, Paul, Paul McGann. Okay, Paul McGann TARDIS. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was incredible, right? But like they they made a bunch of mistakes. They were they dove into the mythology too soon, oh, and like nobody yeah. cared. Right, yeah. it's it's like you you had you had Grace, and but you didn't lean into her. You know, you yeah. had the, like the the romantic tension thing, but they like resolve it real fast. And this is like the, yeah. all the yeah. elements were there, and it's just you just had to reshuffle the deck a bit, and it, and it was going to work this time. There are, there are so many great moments in that movie, but the movie's just a mess. Yeah, the movie's a mess. Yeah, it's but a, it's a yeah. nice looking mess and. Oh yeah, Paul McGann is a very sexy human being. Yeah, it yeah. helps. Yeah, there, there's that there's that moment where it was like, uh, if you don't let us through, I'm going to shoot myself or that, something. That, <laughs> that was wonderful. That's the best yeah. moment. <laughs> no, the best moments are these shoes. <laughs> yes, it has but, it has very very. Uh, I don't I don't I don't like my kidneys. The color of my kidneys moment. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, so what you're basically saying is like, is like, uh, you know, we Doctor Who fans are coming into it and expecting a lot 
a lot right away. But but the thing is, Russell T. Davis was playing episode seven, the yeah. long game. We, we're expecting oh, the show. Oh, <laughs> boo! That was a good we're transition. Expecting the show we love yeah. more seven years old cardboard. You know, you you yeah. know you you want it to be like. You know, for me, you know, you want it to be like the Pertwee era because that's what sure. grew, that's like the right. first one. That's where you grew right. up on. You yeah, Tom Baker running up cardboard steps and shouting at K nine. Exactly, exactly. I still want it. Um, now the long game, like I think, I think I was disappointed with the long game purely because Dalek was such a great episode. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Doctor Who is back. It's it's going to go well. And I'm like, the next one has Simon Pegg in it. Big Simon Pegg fan. Um, you know, and it was just... I I would say that the synopsis of the episode is like, nothing happened twice. You know, like, it's like... like I, I like the idea... This is the one where I'm like, yeah. I like the idea. I love yeah. the idea of the, the whole, like, media evil kind of news corporation run by the sure. yeah, all that stuff is really good but they don't do a it's just too no. much of the background and not enough of the foreground yeah they they have this thing like okay like i i get where they're going with this evil media thing and they and again that's super relevant right now maybe it would be the internet rather than they're they're clearly leaning on that television would still be a thing five billion years in the future or whatever but um, and, 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 and things like that. And they've got the, the mind link, which doesn't seem necessary for anything. Like, I still don't really know other than there was a cool looking effect, why they needed that. Um, you know, it's a lot of things are not explained. You've got, you've got Adam who turns out to be a not great companion. Um, I, well, I like that they did that, that they showed that doctor can travel but, with multiple people, that, even when they're not girls and hot. Well, no, you've had that for a long time, unless unless you're I'm talking about you're this show. Like, like they the, the introduced sure. the Sean, idea. Sean, are oh, you yeah. That, are you saying that Jamie McCrimmon isn't canon? What? You know what? You're <laughs> dropping some bombs today. Yeah, Sean. How dare, you? How dare you, Sean? Sean, you, you monster. Know, this show didn't exist before 2005. That's, that's the perspective <laughs> I'm taking right now. You know, Miles, I know you were I know you were recruited to take me down, but I think you should switch allegiances right I, now. I, I'm switching allegiances. <laughs> you deserve every bad Quantum Leap reference I sent your way. What did I do? <laughs> you implied that Jamie wasn't canon. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> and that Harry Sullivan was hot. <laughs> Harry's their own, I guess. Like Harry Sullivan is hot. If that's yeah, the kind that's, of person, if, if you kind of go for pompous upper class and British, there you go. Well, this anyway. this this <laughs> this breaks this breaks the logjam though, because because by the end of the season, we yeah. we we start getting more companions, and it kind of organically sure. grows from here. Like mm. we really had to establish Rose and their relationship, and now now we've we have a dud. Yeah. Whoops. But but uh, that's the problem though is especially in an episode called The Long Game, they really shorted the guy. Like like if if he had been with the TARDIS crew for a little while, then like it would have more impact when he turned out to be a dud. Do, do you know what I mean? But like he was yeah. he, he was he joined at the at the last 1 minute of Dalek and was out by the end of the next episode. Like 
Like, I mean, that's I was that's I was I was yeah. fine with that, I guess, because a I forgot that it even happened, that he he was he was he was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, upon the rewatch, and it's like it's 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 important who the doctor picks and why, and and like his I, I certain things, and, and 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 she only he only comes along because Rose thinks he's cute. And, yeah, and but he's that to was the Doctor Jealous. That was an interesting dynamic too, though when they had when they had that, and it was never explored much. Like they explored it in Dalek, but by the long game, they've just decided from minute one that this guy's a this guy's a dud, you know. And you know, so it wasn't a surprise when he was. I, I don't know. That's again, it goes back to the problem. I think forty-five minutes is not long enough to tell a compelling Doctor Who story. Like Simon Pegg was brilliant in this episode, but he was on screen for like ninety seconds. Like, you know, there was not, there was not, there, there was both too much going on and not enough. Which is, I know those are alternate right. statements, but like they tried to introduce like five different things going on, but they never really fleshed out any of them. On the other hand, imagine like having to. What if you could have not suffered through Turlo for however many episodes that was, and just <laughs> jettisoned him right away? It's it's perfect. We're not going to suffer fools no, no, on no, this no. in this cadre. Keep Turlo. Get rid of Tegan. Oh come on! Ooh. Sorry, I, I Shots don't, fired. I don't. I don't like Tegan as a character in classic Who. I will agree that I don't like her as a character, but I, I very much enjoy her as as a critic of Doctor Who on the on the Blu-rays. The when she's on the uh, on the couch segments, oh, oh yeah, the she's act, hilarious. The actress, the actress is fine. Yeah. It's um, it's just Tegan, oh the character, yeah, yeah. Tegan is like every single every improver's worst nightmare, which is someone who says no to every single prompt, and you're just like, come on, give me something to work with. Give me something to work with. Give me something to work with. Yep, Simon Pegg. Oh, retro retro gaming eight, eight nineteen eighty one says wasn't Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead? He was, and he was also in something you should watch called Spaced. Mm. And and a few other things. Nick Frost makes an appearance eventually. But it, it yeah. takes a while. So Simon Pegg appears in this as a character everyone on on the internet thought was going to be the master, yeah. but turned up like the I, other weird. Yeah. One, everyone thought that um, Adam with the thing in his head was yep. going to turn out to be Davros. Yep, that oh, was a sure. really stupid theory of the internet. At the time. And yet, and yet, they use the thing in the head for Daleks later anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, just recycle. They, they paid so much for that effect; they just figured. But, but again, like I, I think the long game. Again, this is. I think this is the first one my kids didn't like because they didn't get it they're like what yeah. happened they're like what happened dad and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> well in retrospect like, it sets yeah. up it sets up the the finale of the season i think that was that was his main purpose i guess so let's move on let's move on to uh, an episode written by one of my favorite doctor who writers paul cornell now I'm, I'm talking about paul cornell as the writer of new adventures novels where he introduced he was created the character of bernice sommerfeld he um, ushered in a whole new like he he did a ton with those so i was expecting a lot for his first episode of the show um father's day was i th i think good <laughs> i i i think once again we have a character who ha if had been given a bit more 
time would have been more poignant. Does that, if that, if that makes any sense, because his time between finding out that he's Rose's father and dying is like two minutes. It's like really, really like I, I know they brought him back in the next season, but it was not nearly as touching and not nearly the same. So um, I thought it was, the, the whole idea of like establishing that in the universe of Doctor Who, you can't just keep getting do overs. I thought that was important. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I, I was agreeing that, you know, it's, it's setting up, it's setting up the rules for time travel, which Moffat may or may not break in a couple, in a couple of years' time. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> As, um, as, as long as you're able to say timey-wimey, we're, we're good with any possible thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, I thought it was, I, I mean, it was, it was a very interesting episode. It's, it's interesting to focus on the family of a companion. Um, I think the only previous mentions we've had of family members are, of course, I mean, Susan Foreman being a grandchild. And, and we, we, met, we met, like, Tegan's aunt. Or something like that's it for two minutes before yeah, exactly the exactly filter. exactly yeah but but I mean in in general like companions are considered you know are like completely disconnected from their realities while they're traveling and I think by establishing Rose's family it really did you know um, like give her that lasting impact with a with audiences yeah they they started doing something similar in the last season of the show of the classic show. Yeah. With Ace and her mother issues, and then in Curse yeah. of she meets her grandmother, yeah. and then yeah. her mother as a baby. Which, but yeah, it's building. It's always funny to watch the last few years of the show and yeah. see that it's kind of naturally going to where the new series will kind of go in terms of drama, character drama, and well, and and again, if you followed the new adventures, it just absolutely continued that arc or whatever. And like, so I think it for a lot of people were really kind of shocked by the ways that Doctor Who went, but it, but a lot of the writers who wrote those new adventures went on to be writers in the show. So it, yeah, I think it, yeah, it naturally followed there. I don't know. Father's Day. Yeah. It's, it's a good episode, but like, I don't know. I, it, it just would have been, it would have been nicer. Like almost every episode I can just say would have been nicer if it would have been a two parter, you you know, I think because I think, that's the thing. The, the breakneck pace doesn't allow enough, uh, you know, they spend a long time on like family drama and moments like that, but they, but sometimes the, the story is just kind of like, sorry, we're having a moment right now. Monsters. Can you just, <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah. Which is weird. Cause they have yeah. time for like three, two parters per season and yeah. where, where they choose to spend it is sometimes, Oh very yeah, very strange. I, I think there's only one good workable two-parter in this series, and that's well, it's coming that's, up. But ooh, nice lead-in. Let, let, let's yeah. go there. Let's go there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did. I just want to say before I lose that thread. Speaking of, of two-parters, they, yep. they, they established back in uh, not Aliens of London. Yeah, Aliens of London. That um, because there's that tether to to Rose's uh, family and and friends. 
that traveling with a doctor uh, uh, makes them worry because he's real bad at his times and places, and Rose is gone for, oops, 12 months instead of 12 hours. Um, and now that that's established, they can't go back and fix it. Uh, so, so people are used to that by this point, uh, by the time Father's Day rolls around. But uh, it's, all, it's all like little nuggets of world building along the way that I don't think the, the previous series would have had time for, really. Like, it's, it's an interesting idea that gets used a lot more later. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. To, um, to quickly answer Retro Gaming 1981's second question, no, Susan has never come back in the modern show. At best, we're, at best, we've had, she has a photo of her on the Doctor's desk in Capaldi's final season. And now, yeah. I have to, to jump ahead and my personal, like, it, You've both seen the end of time. Uh, unfortunately. I, 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 I haven't. The, for, for Tenant's final episode, yeah. the old lady who they imply is the... Oh, oh sorry. Mother, sorry. The yeah, end of yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Old... I'm thinking of a different... different. I'm thinking of different. a different episode. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, I've the, seen the end of time. The old lady who keeps appearing to Wilf, yeah. who they kind of imply is the Doctor's yeah. mother, yeah. I think makes much more sense if that's Susan. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's like, that's four seasons in, in the future. Yeah. Right. And... And I mean, when you when you're talking about Susan, I mean, if you do go to the Doctor Who expanded universe, which there's debate over whether what's canon and what's not, um, she does some amazing audio adventures with Paul McGann about the Time War, uh. and um, and like she's very active right now in the expanded universe of Doctor Who. The the actress who plays her, Carol Ann Ford, is uh, is has done a lot of productions so but but we're just talking about the series here so no no she hasn't come back um okay the empty child and the doctor dances you've got stephen moffat now uh, now i might be the only one in the world but i was looking forward to these episodes not because of anything but because of his pedigree of the first doctor who episode he wrote which is Mm. doctor who and the curse of fatal death (laughs) <laughs> which starred Rowan Atkinson as the doctor. <clears throat> well, not just Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson, Richard E. Grant, Hugh Grant, and Jim Broadbent as, and Joanna Lumley, Joanna Lumley as the doctor. And, um, and, uh, the master was played, uh, brilliantly by, Oh my God. What Jonathan, Price. Can't, Jonathan Price, who from Brazil and I suppose pirates of the Caribbean, I <laughs> but, um, he was in a Bond film too. Sure. Tomorrow Never Dies, I think. Everyone's been in a Bond film. If you're British. You you if you're British, when you when you're born, there you get a you get a, a little punch card and it's like you're gonna be in one Harry Potter film, one episode of Doctor Who, and one Bond movie. I get mistaken I get mistaken for Harry Potter and I think I appeared in an episode of Bugs, but that's about it. There you go. There you go. But anyway, um, so I was excited to see where he'd go with it because, again, I, that was a that was a children in need special. It was nothing, but like he was, he's the deep cuts that were in there. He, he's clearly a fan, and and what's what's funny is like the some of I I don't know, just it, it captured the heart of Doctor Who, you know, in a 
poking fun sort of way. So I was really excited to see what he was going to do. And it didn't disappoint. The Empty Child of the Doctor Dances, I'd say best episodes of the season. Yeah? Yeah. So, so yes, yes. In, okay. in retrospect, because <laughs> when, I, when I first watched them, I wasn't too enamored of them. Really? Yeah. Sean, be honest. Yes. Were you scared of the gas of the gas mask zombies? There is no shame in saying that you were scared of the gas mask. No, I was just I was just tired of it by then. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> tired, tired, tired this, of what? Doctor this Hoover. again? No, just 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 the just the the sort of arc of 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 villain throughout the series so far. Just it's just like, all right. They're, I mean, they're going to resolve this. I'm not going to care. Wrong, by the way. But yeah. you know, it it that that's that's kind of the thing right like this show was self-conscious enough to like play on its own tropes before it was over yeah uh so so a plus there but like i i would have said like dalek and father's day were my, were my top episodes if i if you'd asked me okay 17 years ago but sure. yes i i i agree in retrospect that these that these are the strongest ones like in in including like uh Rose begging the doctor for some Spock, which I don't remember yep. her saying ever, but is <laughs> it's like a thread throughout the yep. the two parter. And you know, as a as a much older and more mature and, and wiser adult, uh, <laughs> at least two of those are lies. Which ones are they? Like, just sort of cements the idea that women thought Spock was hot. Who, who knew? Not me. Not apparently. just women. All right. 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 Captain Jack yep. is. Definitely a Spock type, as she points out. Cap- Captain Jack is such a slut. <laughs> like, like I, you know, I didn't pick up on it the first time, but he's flirting with every man, woman, or thing yes. in that in that episode. Yes. It's just, just, but what, what, a, what a great character! What, a, what a hilarious character! What, a, you know, I just, I, un, I unapologetically enjoyed Torchwood as well, but not because of. <laughs> much other than the the, the characterizations you, you know what i mean like yeah i'll, I'll um, apologize profusely on the other hand but i still liked it yeah but, i like tortured yeah. children of earth but you yeah. are gonna need to point a gun at my head before i watch tortured children of earth because that might be yeah the most depressing piece of television ever made I watched it one. I watched it one time when it came out, and I was and I was sitting there going, "I think I've watched some of the best episodes of Doctor Who ever, and I shan't ever watch it again." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is, it's some of the best TV sci-fi to ever yeah, come out yeah. to the UK. Like it was on, yeah. like when it came out, it was when it was released in the UK. It was Monday. It was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yep. Thursday, Friday, and by Friday, I'm like, I want to kill myself for at least yeah. a week. I mean, but th- that's the thing. I mean, it's obviously effective if, mm-hmm. if pretty much everybody has that reaction to it. But, but anyway, um, but the empty child. Um, you know, you introduce you're introducing Captain Jack. You're you're getting you're getting an episode that takes place during the Blitz. You've got some amazing minor characters introduced or whatever. The Doctor invites himself to a dinner with homeless children at the house. I, this is amazing scenes in there. And it's creepy. It's so freaking creepy. Like, for, for, for days after we watched it, my kids were just going around the house going, are you my mommy? Nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, because there's that scene, there's that scene where it's like, where it's like, 
well, if you don't think anything's wrong or, or whatever, she's who's typing right now? You know, cause the, you know, and it's like, there's just some, it's like, scary. Yeah. It's, I would say this is the first time for me that Doctor Who was legitimately scary. Yeah. Beyond just like a weird special effect I didn't like at the time. Yeah. Like it's this and it's giant maggots. That's the scariest Doctor Who ever classic yeah. ever got me with <laughs> giant maggots. But this, this is really good horror. Like this is really good horror movie. But what's stuff? And it's what's yeah. But what's so amazing about it is it's 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 one of the scariest episodes of Doctor Who. But it's also by the end you find out entirely a bloodless episode. Like nobody dies, right. and like. That's very good because my kids were terrified up to that point, and it's like everybody lives, and and my and my my kids were actually like <laughs> clapping at that point because it 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 just it it was such a relief, and it was such mm-hmm. and like that's my favorite Christopher Eccleston moment right there is like that, when he's like just this it, once it's everybody lives you know that's yeah. it's it, it's a it's it's a classic um, yeah. It it has also it's the scariest, but also I think some has some of the best comedy, especially when it's the Doctor Jack and Rose, trying, oh, yeah. you know, or, or you know, and you got the you got the Doctor and Jack competing with a oh, banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Doctor swapping out Jack's gun with a banana is is always great. That's those are good. Bananas are good. That's and, and that that kind of reestablishes the doctor as a bit of a pacifist or whatever, you know, mm. like the idea that he was the one who destroyed the, the plant that made the sonic guns. But, oh yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, sonic envy going on, <laughs> you know, it's sonic compensation. It, yeah, exactly. But, oh yeah, it's, I, just a good episode all around, you know, um, the way they the way they go over the kids' heads by using the word dance when they're clearly implying something else, you know, it's just, you know. So I felt okay with my kids watching it, but I'm like, there is a lot going on here, you know. It's it's yeah. yes, and bo- it, bo- bold of them to call that episode the Doctor dances we on what what they really mean exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I gotta say, like that's I think because it was so good, it makes the next episode land with such a wet thud uh, that's Boomtown. And I don't know. Really? I guess, they, I guess, I guess they, they, they needed to get their budget in for how many times they say Cardiff in an episode. I don't know. Like, Really? You liked Boomtown? Okay. I didn't hate so, Boomtown. I, I like I like the idea of Boomtown. Yeah, I sure. like the idea that the Doctor has, you know, is has to deal with a villain in a way which is effective, which is what the Doctor never, very rarely does, which is he has to hand him over to the authorities. It, sure. It's what it's the people always say that the Doctor is a very pass is a very kind of pacifistic character, and I'm like, no, he like nine times out of ten, the Doctor tricks someone into blowing themselves up into pushing yep. the switch. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, he never actively pulls out a gun and shoots someone. He just yeah, Colin Baker era, but okay. Colin Baker, John, you know, John Pert, you know, John Pert, we yeah. guns down a lot of Ogrons in Day of the Daleks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Davidson mows down a couple of Cybermen in Earthshock. Sure. But it's just like, yeah, the Doctor never has to actively participate 
in what is likely to be someone's gruesome execution sure, through sure. his own actions, it's a really good idea. There, like the bit where the doctor and the, the Slavine lady have dinner, and they both they yeah. both call yeah. each other on, on, on like the hypocrisies. It's oh, yeah. just that then the show does what I think Doctor Who in the modern era does a bit too much, which is presents the Doctor with a moral conundrum in which yeah. he might have to make uh, he might have to go against his own morality to save the day. The problem with modern Who is that it keeps making the Doctor repeat the one overarching plot point from the Time War, which is do you blow everything up to save the day? Oh. And make to make the doctor feel sad, as we see it like towards the end of the season, it does that, rectifies it, and then but the show keeps repeating that plot strain, I know. and it keeps having to bring in a third party to essentially knock the doctor out, stick him in teleport, so that, so they can commit the, the yep. mass murder, right. so the doctor can remain. I mean, they've clean. That's been a plot point in Doctor Who since Genesis of the Daleks. You know, yeah. Tom Baker had to decide whether he was going to wipe out the Daleks or not. You know, and yeah, it keeps coming back. Boomtown had had some had so much potential, but like the first half of it is just like a joke, like the Mickey, um, you know, uh, Captain Jack or whatever at a dinner where where they don't where they're like talking about some joke, and I, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. And then you go into this, this, the, the idea of the main idea from the slithing is to ride a, a surfboard through the time vortex to, and I'm just like, Oh, come on. Yes. That is super lame. Just, it's just dumb. And then they have the scene that that could that led that could the, the scene you're talking about where it's like can you eat dinner with your with with someone you're about to to execute, but then they played the whole thing as a laugh. She tries to kill him five times and that, but like because of it, you never feel the sympathy that I think they're trying to go for. Yeah. You always hate her, so you always want the doctor to 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 finish her. There's there was the real chance that they could have made her a sympathetic character right there. They're, they really really could have, and in the end they did a little bit, and then they just they 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 take the easy way out by going, okay, she's an egg now. We don't have to make any choice at all. So so the doctor once again gets to skirt responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's just, they, I, yeah, they, they, it's a, it's a really good it's a really good plot point idea. They won't yeah. do anything similar. Until Capaldi meets Davros, mm, where right. the the they actually make me feel sympathetic for Davros. Sure, actually made me think Davros is going to turn. Davros is going to turn. Why did I think Davros was going to? Why did I think Davros was going to reform? I am an idiot for shedding right. tears for Davros. Yeah, um, it's, it's the same here too. Like the whole the whole thing was was just a long game by her to 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 buy yeah. as much time as she possibly needed. And then you're like, oh, I feel silly for even having a semblance of a of a feeling for her, which you know as well you should. So the one bit of that episode that I think lands really, really well is when she talks about sparing the one like there's that uh, that one reporter or whatever, and yeah. she lets go, and she's like, I let one go, and then the doctor's like, yeah, that's how you can justify all the terrible things you do because you, you know, you're wearing, you're wearing a dead person's skin right now. You know, I I thought that was, that's the, I think that's why I dislike Boomtown so much is because it, 
it had the potential to be a really good episode. The worst episodes of Doctor Who for me are like are the ones which give you so much potential and yeah. then never do anything good with it. Yeah. Like Flux, the most re- like the recent season had so oh, much God. potential and then just kind of whizzed it down its leg. Well, I was I was so distracted by Flux to be like, so when's this all gonna get undone? Oh, they're not gonna undo it. What does that mean for the show going it, forward? It, it got undone between uni- it got undone between episodes. You know, if we don't mention it, it's not a problem. Good lord! All right, Bad Wolf. So, so I I just wanted to say about about Boomtown that like you know maybe oh, okay. it wasn't strong as an episode, but like there were a lot of it was trying to do a lot of work like like. Like like a lot of these one offs are, are are trying to do like I'm setting this up for Bad Wolf and and uh, the Parting of the Ways two parter. Um, I guess it's it, it it was one of those ones where it was at least trying to be introspective about itself. Like there are very few follow ups within the show itself, and this is one of those times where it's like we have to kind of look back at our like f- first of all we're we're trying to reform classic who into something a modern audience can watch, but also we have to like look at ourselves. And, like, if they hadn't done that, I guess well, I would have respected them less. I mean, I don't know, because they hadn't originally intended to do that, though. But, like, it's a filler episode. But they did like, it. Yeah. They, yeah, but, like, it was never even supposed to be part of the thing. They they weren't able to film an episode that they wanted to do, and they needed a, a quick fill for that season. So, like, sure. it was it was not... I mean, in retrospect, it, it, it flows. But, yeah, okay. Okay. Cardiff is nice. It looks nice. Yeah. Cardiff is. Oh yeah. I've been to Cardiff. Cardiff is is lovely. They're they're also trying really hard to set up Torchwood here. Like, nah, not so much. Torchwood starts getting set up like Torchwood starts getting set up from like Christmas Invasion, but no, but I but I mean like the whole thing with the rift, like they 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 reach all the way back. To unquiet dead, like they're they're so so that's they're all these threads from the whole season that they're pulling together here that I've, are like the little the little ones, and you're starting I've, to feel like it's congealing here. I've been in that bed. square where the TARDIS parked. It's kind of it's kind of weird to just stand there and go, "This is in Doctor Who. This is that's rifty. Weird. This is weird." <laughs> I'm standing on top of the Torchwood base. Also, yeah. Mickey finally gives Rose a piece of of his mind for treating her so bad for treating him, for so, treating bad. him so bad. Yeah, um, which which was which was a long time coming. Like not not to mention it kind of put puts in the stark relief how bad of a boyfriend the Doctor is. Like oh, yeah. like the whole series up until this point, he's like this emotionally abusive older boyfriend. Like when 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 Rose like way back in um uh the end of the world is like rightfully like lambasting him for like being uh secretive about who he is and he throws a big temper tantrum, yeah, and she has to forgive him because he's her ride home and it get it's I I just it feels so icky and squidgy that like um she's got to turn like that. And get back in his good graces uh, because he's yeah. been a petulant child. And like that, if I were to like criticize the show, it'd be for like that furthering that stereotype and not really commenting on it. And this is like I feel as close as it gets, where Mickey's like, 
stop jerking me around. Stop jerking me around. Oh, my you God. Know, you know that I'm in it for you always. Knock it off. Oh, he's... The Ninth Doctor is such a jerk to Mickey. Just absolutely, yeah. undeservedly a jerk to him. And I know that part of it is because she he's the boyfriend ex-boy it's right he he wasn't the character he was a cypher when the show started right he was he was he was the dead boyfriend and they didn't kill him yeah boomtown boomtown was interesting as well in that in that rose is definitely smitten with the doctor but she's agreeing to go to a hotel with mickey you know for, for 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 the night and it's like and I don't remember that when I first uh, watched it. It's not yeah. like I wasn't old enough to get it. I but like I, I I I didn't remember that. But it's like Rose, you're not a good person. You're like leading him on. You know what Rose, I mean? It's like Rose is selfish. Yeah. Like that's that's her that's her biggest her biggest flaw is that she is at the end of the day self. You know, for all her for all her good points, for all like her good yeah. character traits. She is fundamentally a selfish person. Yeah, that's not like a bad, you know, and that's not a bad thing for a you know. It's good that our heroic characters have these very easily defined, these very kind of understandably easily defined flaws. It's not that she has this bad thing or she has this bad drama. It's like, yeah, she's nineteen and can and acts and acts it at times. Yeah. So. Let's move on. Let's move on to Bad Wolf. And this is an episode I didn't mind so much when it came out, but even but again, just like just like End of the I World, I went. You complaining at the end of the day it was just like this will age poorly. And man has it ever aged poorly. I would rather watch Delta and the Bannerman than watch this again. Just just it's like I had to stop so many times to explain references to my daughter because because they lean hard on you knowing the weakest link. They lean oh. hard on you knowing Big Brother and on a bunch was of Big, other like. Was Big Brother ever a thing in Japan? In, in Japan, I know that there was no. like a US vote. Okay, yeah, Lucky it was Japan. never. Luck, it was never. Lucky never Japan. Like Japan, Japan reality shows are here's someone's famous. Let's make them eat something weird. You know, it's like it's it's very it's very yeah. different. Or, or this this person was a, was a comedian. Let's climb Mount Everest. You know, I, I it's and that's that's something that happened. Um, you know, it's 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 very different. But is is Takeshi's Castle reality TV? I don't know. Maybe it's, but the thing is, I think to be reality TV, it has to be very much like based on the personalities of the contestants. And Takeshi's Castle was never about the contestants; it was always about the spectacle. So, (laughs) but, but like it. First of all, some of those shows never. I think even the U.S. audiences have no idea. Like when they're when they're listing off the shows, like. This is stars in their eyes where they have stars that burn out your eyes. And it's like, okay, I don't know what that show is. I can guess, you know, but like just there's so much pop culture in that. And and it's an android. But just in case you didn't get it, I'm going to say it eight more times because it's and because, you know, Weakest Link, which is the most popular show right now, has someone named Anne. And she's actually the voice of the rope, you know, like. Like, 
my daughter actually asked me, she's like, why does he keep saying it like that? Or, or she's saying it like the Android or whatever. Shouldn't it be Android? And I'm like, yeah, it should. It really should. You know, it's, 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 it's just a try hard episode. It's really cringe watching it right now. I, there's a few good moments like, like the, 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 even though they know that they're contestants on a show that like they're probably going to die on, they're like, am I popular, you know, out there, and, you know, do people like me, you know, See, but it, it's the very yeah. deep satire. It's very yeah. deep, multi-leveled sat. No, 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 it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a such a stretch or whatever and like i mean it it seems like the whole episode was set up to 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 show jack harkness's butt and then they don't even do that you know it's like, <laughs> like well, then like, you would have seen where he kept his gun that's a good point sean say good things about bad wolf as an episode i can't right i can't okay miles okay um <laughs> All right, when when the doctor thinks Rose is dead, yeah, and you and you think that mm. he's actually going to go on a kill ramp on a kill rampage with the big gun, and he doesn't. I love the revel. I love the revelation, which the which the, tra- the next episode trailer spoils by yep. revealing mm. it's Dalek. Oh my god! I, I hate that so much. Um, I love the fact that the Dalek flying saucers. Yeah. Look like the ones from the old um, TV Twenty One Dalek comic strip of the sixties. Yep. I'm I'm basic. I'm basic bitch when it comes to shit stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I love, I love how the cliffhanger isn't the Doctor's in a huge cat- catastrophe. What's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. The cliffhanger is the Daleks know the Doctor is coming, and he's pissed off, and they have no clue what. I love how the cliffhanger is. The doctor's coming. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And yeah. when the doctor says, "No, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save her. I'm going to rescue Rose Tyler, and then I'm going to blow every single Dalek out of the sky." I have yep. no plan, and that terrifies you. Yep. It's... That was that was a good moment. That was a good moment. I mean, and the episode that follows Bad Wolf is not nearly as bad as Bad Wolf. So I mean, it sets that up nicely. Would you consider Bad Wolf and the Parting of Ways a two-parter? Yes, I guess. Yeah. Yes, they feel yeah. like different stories to me. They really do. But they well, have very different tones. Like, yeah, Parting of Ways is just apocalyptic. Yeah, at times. Mm-hmm. And I, so, I think I think yeah. I enjoy that about their general approach to, to two-parters is that is that they even if you're continuing the same story, it it does try and make it a different episode. Like up to and including the the cliffhangers are resolved in mere moments uh, when the episode starts. Like we're not going to drag this out. It's going to be something dumb and silly. Sometimes it's going to be like like a quip. Um, they they carry that even through into the next series where like after the stinger they'll they'll resolve a weird moment like the ood. It's like they want to eat. Oh, we want to feed you. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, our translation yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah. Like I I enjoy that bit of it. Um, yeah. I think the only good thing about Bad Wolf, I guess, was it's a it was a follow up to the Satellite Five thing, 
where the doctor's like, I fixed history. And then it's like, oh, I, it's been a hundred years and I things are still garbage. History. Yeah. 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 That's the only thing I can think of is he was so sure of himself and he was yeah. wrong. Yeah. But I think I wish they would have leaned more into that. Like, Nothing seems to have any particular consequence. Like there was much more of a con. It felt like much more of a consequence in Aliens of London, where he returned Rose a year <coughs> late. Yeah, like that seemed. He seemed to feel much more guilty about that than like ruining human civilization. <laughs> that's true. But that's the thing. That's the thing about 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 this series, though. It's like Rose is more important than the universe, you know. So, right. but. But anyway, parting of ways, um, it's a I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for seeing the Daleks back and seeing a bunch of Daleks all at once, and they've been established and and it's fun. But it's kind of a it's kind of a dumb episode. I I, I it I mean, it's it's like it's like how are we going to save the universe? We're going to attach a rope to a truck. And we're going to open up the TARDIS because it had the power to do this from the beginning. It's just Rose figured it out, but the Doctor had no idea. And it's it, it's the, the TARDIS loves the Doctor more than the yeah. the TARDIS loves the Doctor more than the universe. Um, I love you know this is I as much as I'm not a fan of Daleks being the shooty kill kill monsters. Yeah, I do like it in this story because I once read someone's um fear, a friend of mine had you know had this theory that everything the Daleks are doing in this story because they've been built from human DNA yeah, yeah, is essentially the Daleks are basically trying to go to Doctor into blowing them all up because mm. they hate themselves. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And they live I'm, through me. me. <laughs> nice big Dalek. Nice big Dalek. Emperor, handsome one of those in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Doctor, you know, saying no point. Yeah, because everyone because every American loves the Eurovision Song Contest reference. Of course, that's become popular over the last year. Oh, is that oh, is that what that's from? That's, nil nil point is like the joke, you know, because they say all the all the points in different languages. Yeah. England usually gets nil point in um in Eurovision because we suck. Um, good lord! Deep, you know, my, Miles, I would not I, have caught I, that. Miles, that is my first time realizing that, and just from now knowing that. You hate me I've, a little I've, bit more. No, no. I've changed my whole opinion on the, the Ninth <laughs> Doctor era. And now I think it was brilliantly written. <laughs> and it, and, it, and it, 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 it all comes together for me now. That, that, that was the bit I was missing. That was it, the so. missing link. The weakest link, if you will. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, good Goodbye. There, um, well, there, there are other like small little things, right? Like you, Boom, Boomtown introduced the idea of the heart of the TARDIS. Yeah, right. Like there, there are subtle things that they're doing to set up stories that aren't in and out of themselves aren't good, but at least they're trying. The, the I, heart I, of Tardis is a. If this is our one season, this is our ending. This is our yeah, right. finale yeah. moment. Yeah. But like, it feels to me like they copied the ending of the Paul McGann movie, where he opens the oh, Eye of yeah. Harmony and they're right. able to bring yeah. the companion back to life. Like it. Like when they did it, it, it was like I think they've done this before, you know. And like I, I, I don't. They, they only killed they, Captain Jack to bring him back. That was the only it, point it, in doing it. Yeah, because they're setting up they, Torchwood. At least yeah. they didn't say that the Doctor was half human. No, yet. on my mother's side. Yeah, on my mother's. Yet, 
No, but it, then, but, the, instead, but instead they made the Daleks half human. Yep. Then they have, they have <laughs> right. the, you have the pseudo companion. Yeah. Um, who I would say dies in out of all the characters who we get introduced to for five minutes and then get melted. Yeah. She gets introduced for ten minutes and then gets exposed explosive decompression to death, and it's really sad, especially when you see the Daleks fly up behind her and you see the lights flashing, saying exterminate but you don't hear it, and that's just somehow more heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'll... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> the... Yeah, I... I guess, yeah. That was... Uh... Yeah. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to piece together... The the moment that was pretty good was when, you know, Rose is in whole bad bad wolf mode... Which again, I never thought was explained well enough how she left clues all through history to tell her, but she decided to call it Bad it's, Wolf, which doesn't pre, like who's pre, afraid yeah. of the big bad. Wolf. It's the it's again, it's the predestination yeah. paradox. The reason why that's the clues is be, the reason why she chooses them as the clues is because it's always it's always been the yeah clues yeah, that, yeah you know it's. Right. I guess I guess it's, but, it's kind of a, it's a bootstrap paradox technically. Yeah yeah. But but when she but when she is in that mode and and she just like she just like liquefies a bunch of Daleks. There was a part of me that was like that oh, was pretty cool. <laughs> I I I love the scene with the Doctor putting his hands on the lever and again making the choice coward or killer. Yes, and yes. he chooses coward any day. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I was yeah. going to call back to that because that was that was a wonderful way to bring her back around to that first episode, and it's also a great like push forward to uh, the day of the Doctor, right? Like, yep. like you 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 go through this, and it's like he has this horrible guilt for burdening everyone, and we realize he can't do it; he never could have done it, and that 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 never made any sense. And I feel like Moffat fixed that, even though. It didn't necessarily need fixing, and yet it did, right? Because it was that huge chip in his shoulder that never, that was not internally consistent. Well, one of the, one of the cool things was it's it was almost a, a callback to um, episode six when 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 the the, the dying Dalek goes, or or early on he you would have you you would make right. a good Dalek, you know, right. like and and like that whole thing is would he have made you know that the choice of a dalek so yeah also this is going back throughout the season i remember one of the big complaints was that the chris Eccleston doctor always seemed to be on the sidelines yeah and oh. i always thought it was like he was less that he's on the sidelines is that he's trying to not be the one who has to make the choices he's inspiring like he inspires people to step up Right. To to make the choice, even if it's the hard one, it's to like Rose says, he inspires people to be better. And then when when it comes to when he's made to make the choice himself, he chooses not. He chooses not to because he can't do it again. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think I, I'll tell you what. Rewatching the episodes now, after having seen, you know what what is what is what is coming through again, where you find out that he followed the war doctor, and you find out more about that, and you find out that you know Paul McGann's doctor made the choice to be a fighter, and then this one is yeah post traumatic stress disorder or whatever, and 
it explains the erratic behavior a little more. And, but like when I watched it the first time without any of that context, because the context hadn't been written yet, I was just like, he's goofy when he doesn't need to be. And then he's dark suddenly. Do, do you know mm. what I mean? He'd be like, mm. look at my ears. My ears are so big. All my people are dead. You know, it's, just, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I, that annoyed me so much because it was like, because it's, you know, we've had we've we we had that with mccoy he's like i'm gonna do a magic trick right now okay i'm you know you know we we, we, strokes knew the magic trick killed you yeah Yeah, basically john eccleston needed he needed to play the spoons more (coughs) i'll tell you what i'll tell you what eccleston needed he needed a second season because i feel i feel like he grew into the role like by the end you know, I think most people were sad to see him go, even the right. haters. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and I and I think because the early episodes and Bad Wolf, I don't know, like and some some of the episodes, like he didn't have enough. I think because he had the 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 weight, the baggage of restarting this whole series on him. So like because of that, he had to be everything. You know, he had mm, to be he right. had to be goofy enough to keep the kids entertained. He had to be big and bold, but he had to have that darkness to keep the mystery up. And like, I I feel like Dave Tennant was able to just jump right into being the doctor because of all the, the grunt work that was done by Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, with, it was with David Tennant that the show skyrocketed in its yeah. popularity. So it's, it's I know people go back and forth about whether or not like it was planned and I don't think it was planned this way. I I definitely don't think it was planned, but I think that when whatever happened that made Eccleston quit happened early enough that they could that they could roll with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if, and if, I, I, yeah. Apparently, it was disagreements with Russell T Davis actually. So, I yeah. heard that it was like a, a um a stunt for like the first episode went wrong and could have hurt somebody. And oh. then when when Eccleston brought up to the production staff, they sided with the director and not with Eccleston. Yeah. And like Eccleston, you know, made you know, made you know, just made the choice on principle. You know, yeah. at the same time, it's one of those ones. Like the production side are on pressure to make this show, which is a lot of money, even yeah. by British TV standards. Oh yeah, yeah. To, to make this show, and again. If it fails, it's going to be one of the most notorious bombs on modern day TV. Yeah, but yeah. So, so like the it, it it feels like having him leave so soon while it was a shock to us. Like it might have been necessary for the show's concept to work. I don't know about necessary, but it it didn't hurt it, right? Like no, no. I, and and I, I I wonder like especially after well, watching the next series, is is this the tightest and most concise the show has ever been? I main I maintain. Oh, Sean knows my opinions already on this one, so I know what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing him. I <clears throat> think in some ways the 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 Russell T Davis era of the show is never this consistently strong again not even not like, even his era i feel like they go into this with not with like they have nothing to lose 
So if they if they uh. if they failed, they tried, and then after that, they kind of play it a little bit safer. In some ways, they push it in others, but the show. I think the show becomes a victim of his own success. Uh, and that it gets stuck into this is how we do it. I suppose. My favorite episodes of this season are the ones not written by Russell T. Davis, though. I yeah. mean, like, like yeah. my, my, easily my favorite, my favorite episodes of this season are The Unquiet Dead, written by Mark Gaddis, sort of a Dalek, Robert, Robert, uh, Shaman. Sherman. Uh, the uh, um, Father's Day, Paul Cornell, and Empty Child, Stephen Moffat. Huh, I wonder if that name will be important later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't like, imagine. And and like, but the thing is, but but I realize as the showrunner that even those episodes are definitely, you know, Russell he, T. Davies. He yeah, edit. He he said that he's you know he did a lot of like behind us of of editing behind this. I think only Robert Sherman and Stephen Moffat were the two writers. He didn't extensively rewrite on yeah but at the same time with the showrunner you've got to do all the connecting tissue so exactly you can you can you can do okay it's not easy to write a doctor dances um no um no but you know you don't at the same time you don't have to do all the little connecting tissue to make all the people moving exactly work but like i mean the thing the thing is like going going through this season again surprised me in that some of the things I didn't like the first time I was a little more convinced uh, you know a little more forgiving of and some of the things I liked I I was like oh it's really you know it's not like some of some of the dialogue is just dumb and I didn't real I and the music it I mean it's the same composer who's been yeah. through all Doctor Who and it gets better but like listened Listen to the music from Rose. Like, it's so bad. It's just like... Yeah. It's, it's a sonic assault, and I have a hard time watching that episode just because of how much my ears hurt. And it's, a yeah. klaxon is not a musical instrument. I don't care how many times you use it. You, it's not. You're just not thinking outside the box, Sean. I'll show you a box. Well, the look, box you, is bigger look. on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, as a as an aficionado yeah. of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, Ooh. you work with what you got. That's true. E- even if it is um like uh, a shuffleboard and a Yamaha synthesizer. Lord. There you go. To be fair, that's, no. that's, what, that's what modern Who needs. It needs more. It needs more musical cues, which is quite clearly somewhere like a thimble and a yes. and a and a washboard going. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Things... get the, the coma and a thing film. So this this was Doctor Who. This was Doctor Who. So okay, anyone's opinions change after this talk? Nah, I my my opinion changed after watching it. I don't. I didn't remember it that fondly, and now I'm feeling like it was the tightest the show has ever been, and will never be able to attain again because you can't Oof. do Rose again. They've tried. And I don't know what's going to happen coming in. I worry. I worry that Russell T. Davies is going to do his greatest hits lap, and it's not yeah. going to revitalize it the way that it needs to. I'm a little angry to hear that he's the one who approached the BBC about this. 
being like, I didn't expect anything. It's like, dude, you knew that the show was on the rocks when you approached them, and you knew that Chibnall was having a lot of trouble, and you didn't, you didn't know this was going to shake up everything. I don't believe that for a second. So, well, maybe he hasn't been watching it either because the schedule is so erratic. Like that's fair. <laughs> he's like, is I just. But I will say, I will, I will, I will say that uh, sending in Miles as your attack dog has has failed spectacularly. Well, I tried. I, I, think, I think we found a lot more common <laughs> ground. <laughs> but I, but I enjoyed it all the same. I'm sure everyone. Yeah, the trouble is, yeah. it's it's really hard. It's really hard for me to get angry people on the who's a, with opinions on Doctor Who because, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, this stuff looks bad. Yeah, no, you're right. It does. I still enjoy it though. Yeah, same, same. I I, I agree. Look, all the bad things are bad, but in context, it's like, like look, you're talking to a guy who has purchased and watched Time Lash. Um, it, I'm I'm good. I'm you know you could you could sit me front of some horrendous cra- yeah. Tom, this yep. One, time Lash. Like, time Lash. <laughs> like okay, the only enjoyable thing about it is uh, Paul Darrow from Blake Seven eating all the scenery, regurgitating the scenery, just so he can eat it again for a second course, because Colin Baker did the exact same thing in an episode of Blake Seven. Of Blake Seven, yeah. yeah. And it's it's wonder it's one like he's the best thing in it. It's a piece of poo, but he's playing it like he's Richard the Third. Oh my doing RSC. That's it's amazing. amazing. I I I'm gonna watch Time Lash tomorrow. I, I'm Do gonna it. I'm gonna because just, just, they made so, a remastered I- I- edition which has new CG effects. And I'm like, talk about polishing a turd. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can't wait. I, I can't I'm, wait. I, I'm expecting if your kids are watching as much Doctor Who as they are, that we will we will yeah. get through Tenant's run well before November, and then maybe we can uh, revisit some of this stuff uh, at that point in 2023. Uh, I think that would. I think that would be great. Yeah, I think cool. that this was this was a, this was a fun chat, guys. Yeah, I know it went on like this is the longest episode we've ever had. <laughs> this is our trial of a time lord. <laughs> so this has to end on like a a, qu- a crash zoom on all our faces. It'll be no, fine because we we ha- we have an outro. I think we oh, should I end it the same. I think we should end it the same way they ended Trial of the Time Lord and. Colin Baker's entire run with his poignant last words carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We end, we end it like um, they did Colin Baker by having someone else play Colin Baker in a curly wig. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Two Boobs Watch the Two. If you would like to support these boobs, please subscribe, like us on iTunes, and tell a friend. If you want to give us a big push-up, donate to the Famicom Dojo Patreon, found in the show notes. There you can also find info about sponsoring an episode, and also info about the other great shows, and one bad one, on the Nerd and Tie Network. Until next time, keep it classy.
Hi, I'm Charlie. He's a lifelong X-Men fan. I'm Miles. He's a lifelong Doctor Who fan. If anyone can objectively rank every single episode of Star Trek, it should be us. Two people who think that Star Trek's pretty decent. And so, come join us on our... Casual Trek. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that yep. was a good one. Yeah. F*** it, we'll do it live. <laughs> 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 oh, casual trek, everybody. <laughs>